This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. It's the fourth edition, fourth edition of the season already. Uh, and we found ourselves in the rarefied atmosphere of the top six in these early days. Uh, so I'm sat here thinking, well, I probably need oxygen masks. Not been used to this. Uh, jo- joining uh, myself, Paul, and my good colleague, Barry Chuckle, today, we have our recent signing from Eastley Spitfires and Watford, uh, the new number 10 to worship. Uh, welcome along, JJ McKinnon. and thanks for doing this, JJ. Thank you. Um, so where do we start? Well, obviously we start with uh, we always start with the game that, that preceded this podcast that we did a, a little feature on last week. Bradford City, Mark Hughes. Um, I didn't expect that goal, but bloody hell, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, no word of a lie. You, could, you, you know, I asked the people that were there. I remember being in the car on the way, and I said, said "You know what? Three 0 Derek Adams waves to the crowd at the end, cuts a little bit of an ear." I did actually say that in the car, and. Uh, Lo and behold, did I really believe it? Uh, probably not, but uh, it turned out, didn't it? We got six numbers for Saturday. <laughs> I know, yeah, but uh, yeah, I d- it was just, it, it's one of those games where I've come away from it, and obviously Mike, Michael Mullen's got a couple of goals, James has got a goal, but overall, though, it was hard to pick out who would have been my kind of man of the match for it, because I just thought across the whole, the whole, the whole, the, the whole side, you know, there was just, Lots of really, really good solid performances. I think you could really see the identity that we're trying to take as a team really forming. People are know people know what they're doing. The way we're pressing is starting to take shape really, really nicely. We're poaching the ball in midfield and 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 in the in the opponent's half, and we're, we're making chances in those situations where we're pretty tough to break down. And then a couple of occasions when Bradford have I've had a bit of joy. Stuart Moore's made a couple of really decent saves. So. You can just see that uh, the team is taking shape really nicely. I know it's not the deepest squad that we've got, but I think the kind of the vicinity around the first and ele- first eleven we have is really good, and all the and all the players have gelled really quickly. And I mean, incidentally, I'll actually say probably there's more of a clear identity early on in the season than we had in the season that we were last in the lead to. We got promoted under Derek. So that was really positive to see, and yeah, just a, a, a lovely, quite comfortable performance against. A Bradford side who have a lot of very very good players, but I think you could just you could just see the difference in in how the, the sides were set up. I, I thought Bradford didn't, they were kind of trying to move it around a bit, but they haven't they haven't really committed to that kind of passing building up the back style the way no, that no. compare it to a team like Notts County when they're obviously we we did well to frustrate Notts County on that night, but compare it to a team like not Notts County they haven't. It, it was it's a far cry from somebody like that, and it, you know they didn't really look as, despite having some really, very good players in there. I thought you know McDonald who came on in the second half was fantastic. He was a real classy player, but despite all that, you know, we we, we came on and we kind of generally ran the game and we we made the game how we wanted it to, and we've kind of got our just our, our just rewards from it. And it's just nice to see so many kind of different connections around the pitch going. The pressing's really on point. Uh, Michael Mellon hit a lovely free kick, and then a bit, a great bit of interplay between JJ and Michael Mellon to, to set the second goal. And you know, just a lot of things seem to be clicking and working. And yeah, just feeling very positive about the season, really. I, I think I think the, the thing for me was that we we just for once, and we weren't seen as used to doing this last season. We actually chances presented themselves, and uh, they were you know the free kick. We've never been particularly brilliant at free kicks. Obviously, you know, there's a, a low percentage rate of uh, what you do. But I I was quite impressed with the first 20 minutes. We got a couple of corners and tried a couple of different things. And uh, and I thought that just shows we've, we've been quite inventive, trying to just create a bit of space and create a bit of uncertainty because we weren't just whacking it in there. And uh, and and the corners sort of like we delivered and, and, and gave them a bit to think about. And then obviously... Uh, Mickey Mellon scored with that free kick, which was like, yeah, wow, well, we scored from a free kick. You know, it's brilliant. You know? And a shout out for uh, the uh, to the delicate turn 
from Jan Songer to win the free kick in the first place. Yeah, that's right. On the edge of the yeah. area, which is not not generally not what you're expecting the, to see from Jan Songo. You're expecting no. to see him a bit deeper in midfield, maybe kind of destroying things and breaking up play a bit more. Now, but to pick the ball up on the edge of the area and kind of um, sell a bit of a little a, a Cruyff turn to a, a midfielder who was captaining a championship side in the not too distant past, you know, it was, a, it was pretty good to see that. It was. And uh, as you said, um, I mean, I, personally, I'd, I, if I was, and I understand why the match sponsors gave it to uh, to Donald Love, but personally, I'd have probably given it to Jan, but it was hard to pick him out of the match because everybody put a shift in, didn't they? Yeah, everybody was really good. I think, like, like I said before, at the start, you know, it's just one of those performances where I've come away and I've just thought, you know, it's, it's really hard to pick out too much from that in terms of ind- individuality because there's been all the players have put in a really, really good shift and it, it's just really, really positive to see again. You know, it just feels like the side's coming together really, really nicely. And I was I was talking to uh, about, well, I know three or four local Bradford fans and I was talking to them after the game and they were they're literally furious at the performance. And I said, well, you, you had 20 minutes after half time where we, we well, we I won't say we struggled, but we we didn't we didn't kick the ball particularly well and didn't counter attack particularly well and so it was just wave after wave after attack and all they could say was yeah but you look comfortable and then and he said and then and what tickled me was I was really impressed with the sort of right midfielder are you Goko and he looked like their best player and he took him off and I was like oh all right then yeah he looks a, he looks a threat what a good lad what a good athlete quick you know and uh, he he sort of like kept. Kept taking the ball uh, forward, and Adam May was having to sort of worry about him more than he was worrying about Adam, and etc. And then he took him off, and I thought that. And then the the Bradford lads at the end, when I spoke to him, said, "But bloody typical Mark Hughes. We have loads of good players, and he says he's a good right back. I think I'll play right midfield. Oh, he's a good left back. I think I'll play him in the centre." And I went, "Yeah, it's just uh, it's funny, isn't it, how things work out?" But um, it must have been pleasing to play in that game, JJ. Uh, Pretty decent crowd, pretty hostile atmosphere, uh, but um, you know you, you're getting a flavour of what League Two is about now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, um, it was a great game to be in. Obviously, coming into it, you know, Bradford are always going to be a side that are going to be up there in League Two um, with the massive following they got. Yeah. I mean, it made for a good atmosphere on the day. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was was a good game. But yeah, you, you yourself, obviously, uh, happy to open your account. And uh, and I said it in the intro, you know, you, you're playing as a ten. Do, do you, mm. uh, you know, you look fairly comfortable in that role in all the games you've played. And I think you've got, uh, you know, you come across having a really quite agile football brain and feel good feet. And you showed that with your goal. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, like I could play like I used usually play anywhere really in the midfield. Um, could play a bit deeper. I prefer to play a bit higher. I like a to do box to box. So I like to think I could kind of do it all, but um, yeah, I mean, the goal, um, good little piece of link up with Michael Mellon, um, ball came back and just, when you get the ball in front of the goal, it's about finding the corners. And luckily on the day I did. Yeah, you did, it was funny because you, you, you sort of like, did you shin it in or did you miss it? Because it? it sort of like bobbled, but because your placement was good, the keeper stood no chance. But I did notice that I was expecting you to celebrate and you were sort of giggling as you were walking off like, oh, I miss it that, but it went in. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> um, the ball, when I played it to Michael Mellon, he kind of, I don't know if you've seen it back, he kind of chips it in yeah. into that box area and I judged the bounce. I was just going to whack it and it kind of like slipped to the side. And then when it got to the side, of my, my thinking was just get over the ball. You don't want to sky this and kind of hit it into the ground. But like hitting it into the ground kind of helped me because kind of throws the keeper off and it picks up pace as it hits the ground. Um, and then it just, in the corner it went and then off, off you go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good that you scored in front of the home fans as well, because obviously uh, they, like, they like to see our forwards smash them in in that end. Um, uh, last season, we had a, a particular run where uh, we weren't scoring that many at home, and when we did score at home, it was down the other end. I think we went about six or seven games without scoring in the bloody home end, didn't we, Joel? I, th- I think it was something like that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> picked up around January briefly, and then it tailed away again. But uh, no, and it was it's nice to get a little rundown on the finish because I think, like you say, in those situations when, especially when it, you know it's it's your fir- you're in front of the home end and it's your first, it's potentially your first goal for the club. But I think you know. 
you, you'd think, oh, I'm just going to smash it as hard as I can and just hope yeah. <laughs> for the best. Yeah, yeah. To kind of keep the composure and just steer it, use the kind of bounce and use the way that the, yeah, use the bounce off the pitch to try and beat the keeper. You know, it's 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 good. It's keeping your head when you're finishing rather than doing like something that I, yeah. somebody like me might do, would just hammer it as hard as can. Yeah, exactly. This is just about keeping the composure in front of goal. And luckily on the day, like I said, I did. So um, then we went on to get um, we get we got um, um, what's he got a penalty, <laughs> Joel. Sixty six games without a penalty, and all of a sudden, and uh, I, I thought Jake Taylor was very cheeky there. It was like uh, chasing chasing a, chasing a, a ball that he knocked through, and uh, there was a little bit of a humdinger by the fullback because he let him go, and then he got knocked and tripped by the other guy. And, and Jake, fair enough, made, made quite a bit of a meal of it. Now it was a, it was a leg out. It, I mean, it oh, was, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but I'm I'm basing this on the previous sixty six games. <laughs> Where somebody could machete one of our lads' heads off, and the ref would like play on. <laughs> so yeah, it made a nice change that, didn't it? When he give it, honestly, there was like there was like a second where the whole man went, "What? Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I know because I think we, we, we that was it. We've been playing the nice little kind of little few sets of passes, and yeah. it, we're turning up and we're going along, and we're going the last five or six minutes and like. Like don't 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 faff around with it. And I think it was love, wasn't it? He popped a little ball over the top, a bit of a hopeful did, one. Yeah. And then yeah, Taylor's just run onto it. And, like you say, the fullbacks just let it bounce. I think uh, McDonald and midfield is in there. It's just a bit of a lazy leg, really. That like, you know Taylor's nipped in in front of him. He's dangled out a bit of a lazy leg, and uh, he's every right to go over. And and you could kind of see. I mean, I think with with penalties, a lot of the time, uh, you you look at the reaction of the players and. Uh, the Bradford players weren't complaining, were they? They were just like, oh, for God's sake. No. Which we found three and done. Yeah. At, that, at that point in the game, you probably wouldn't have that much fight in your left with you. But uh, yeah, and, and it's it's been a while. I think it has to be said that maybe part of the reason, and there were a few decisions that didn't go uh, that didn't go our way last season, and they maybe should have gone our way last season. However, I think on the flip side, you do probably have to say we didn't spend a great deal of time in the opposition box last season. So I think that might have contributed a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a while, uh, and it was nice that you know Michael Mellon was able to step up and tuck it away because I think historically we've had a uh, we've not always had the best record with penalties. I think I think we were saying just before the podcast in our first I think, season. I think yeah. the word you're looking for is crap. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we I think we, we saw we must have like I think we only scored one out of four in our first season in League One, and wow. you know, and I, I remember there was a season in League Two as well. I think. The conversion rate for penalties is around eighty percent generally, seventy-five to eighty percent. But I remember in, there was a season; I think it was eighteen nineteen, and uh, we had we won five penalties and we missed four of them. So we actually we missed eighty percent of our penalties rather than scoring them. So that was quite, <laughs> so yeah. There's a bit of bad history there, but it's nice to see someone like Mellon step up and take it very confidently. There's there's you know there's being able to hit a ball well, and there's all but then there's kind of the slightly different skill of. Uh, being able to take a penalty well, I think yeah, you got players like Cole Stockton's a very good example who could strike a ball magnificently well, but uh, couldn't not from twelve yards. yards. Not from twelve yards. <laughs> Kevin Ellison's another one, a, a fantastic striker of ball, but absolutely rubbish at penalties. So uh, you know, it's nice to have somebody who feels confident uh, backing themselves in those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. If you go back to uh, season eighteen nineteen. Uh, we did miss we did miss loads of penalties and quite uh, I was I was um, still doing the commentary then and I was <laughs> uh, a couple of people were, were uh, accusing me of being incredibly sarcastic because every time we got somebody went down in the box we were shouting out corner <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want a penalty because we're like we stand more chance of scoring from a corner but so it, with the penalty was it were you, were you thinking oh I might have a go at this JJ or did has it been decided Mickey's the penalty taker? Uh, I wasn't actually on the pitch at the time. I just... just come off, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, I didn't actually see the incident, but I thought we got penalty with 2 nil up. And when I see Michael Mellon walk over to the ball, I knew it was only going to be one man taking the penalty. So you didn't know he's going to be the penalty taker? He just decided, or...? Yeah, I think he just... <laughs> he, he wanted it, do you know what I mean? He already got a goal, wanted a brace. Um, well, to be, to be honest, he probably said... Anybody fancy penalties? And probably all our staff went, it's all right, we don't get them. 
So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Probably a bit confused. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, three points. It took us, as I said in the intro, it took us into the rare, rarefied atmosphere of the top six, uh, which obviously it's very, very early days. Uh, but two wins, one draw, one defeat, uh, a goal difference of plus one. That's the thing we're not used to, having a plus goal difference, to be true, <laughs> from the last two seasons. But from that point of view, is this the start you were expecting, JJ? Um, I didn't know. I, don't, I come into it, I don't, not really know what to expect. I mean, we had, I think, I think someone said to me, the bookies had us down as the hardest start uh, in League Two. Um, and I knew looking at the teams we had, like uh, Walsall, Bradford, Mansfield and Notts County, I mean, they're four very tough games. They're four teams that are going to be up there. Um, so in my thinking was first four games, just get as many points on the board and to get seven on the board, seven in four. I mean, that's a, in my eyes, that's a really good start. So hopefully it's something we could just push on with. Yeah, I, I agree. And the fact that um, it is, you know, you important in this division, if you're going to be there or thereabouts to, you know, win as many home games as you can and then pick what you can up away from home. And that's really what we were doing when we got promoted a couple of years ago, Joel, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I remember there was a very long time as a club, we we, we tended to have better away for quite a long time, for, for many years, yeah. kind of during the 2010s. And look, at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where you pick, pick your points up as long as you pick them up. But in terms of, like, putting on a bit, look, most of your fans are going to see you at home aren't they and that's really yeah. ideally when you want where you want to keep people coming back to and yeah uh, while it technically doesn't matter it kind of does because you know you want you want to be putting on a good show in front of your home fans it's you know it's going to keep people coming back more and well, obviously the uh the away form last season wasn't ideal and it'll need to pick up a bit this season but we've since the since the promotion well including the promotion season as well even though there weren't fans there like the home form has generally continued to be a really good thing. And I think, you know, look at what we've done with season ticket sales. I think that has contributed to it as well, kind of having the Mazuma packed out now. And yeah, it's just a really nice atmosphere and somewhere where even last season when we were facing some really, really, really strong sides. I mean, last season in League One was balmy, some of the sides we faced, but we they'd come mm. to the Mazuma and I'd back us like to you know pull out a few results and Mm. Now down in League Two, I, I, I back us even more, you know, and and we've seen mm. our three home games. We've you know beaten a decent Walsall side. We've beaten a decent Bradford side. We've held. I know they're still getting into their groove a little bit, but that Notts County mm. side, you know, they're really really good, and they've got an identity mm. that's firm coming up from the conference. They've got players like Goldrick and Crowley, and we've mm. held them. And you know they've not really had much of a sniff in front of Goldman as Notts County that game. Mm. So. Yeah, to perform the way that we have done at home has been really pleasing to see this season so far. And, yeah, uh, no, sorry, JJ, go on. No, no, I was just saying, I'm um, just I agree with Joel. I think um, we've been really good at home so far, and it's just it's keeping that form up. There's still a long way to go, but as long as we keep the form up, we'll definitely be in and around there coming in the season. Well, that that would be it'd be lovely to see us in the you know looking up looking up the ties. I just my my. You know, Joel knows this anyway, but my paranoia, and this is my paranoia, and the fact that when we were in League One, obviously yeah. on the highlights package in ITV, you're always sort of like in the middle bit. But no matter where we were in the league, we were always sort of like nearly always the last on, unless we were playing Sheffield Wednesday or Derby or Ipswich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very normal. And obviously, uh, come Saturday night, I'm thinking, Oh right, we're seventh, and we were still second to last on. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was, I was a couple of podcasts, and we were a bit down the pecking order. I was like, "There's, there's, there's narrative here." There's, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think people are backing us to have the start that we've had to the season. No. Like JJ said, you know, the, 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 the it's, it's been a really tough start. But actually, just talking of our start, actually, I know Mansfield didn't exactly go to plan, but at the end of the day, like I remember after that game, everybody was panicking and you know yeah exactly everything's yeah. kicking off and I, I remember just thinking look we've had we played but by that, at that point we played three games we had two good performances against Rotherham and uh Walsall mm. at the time when we'd have one bad performance against Mansfield it happens and I was like you know what we've seen enough here I think to give us a bit of confidence and now we're five games in including the Rotherham game we've had four good performances and one bad one but bad performance is going to happen but mm. 
got to keep the big picture, the kind of the, the bigger context in your in your mind. But we can quite clearly see we're a decent team. Obviously, they always say give it ten games and let's not get too ahead of ourselves. You know, there's a long mm-hmm. way to go this season, but I think we are seeing you know, some pretty decent positive signs, which is good. Um, um, I want to come to uh, obviously there's the there's the Derek Adams, <laughs> the Derek Adams coming on the pitch at the end, and uh, he, he doesn't normally, you know, he, he's he's not particularly effusive um, with his emotions, Derek. So to see him wander on the pitch at the end and uh, a little fist punch, you know, towards the home end, but then. And I am going to say it, so you don't have to edit it out. I apologise to any children listening, but quality shithousery by Mr Adams, turning and waving to the away end, (laughs) grinning like an idiot, waving, and then turning and waving to the away fans sat down. And then he actually did turn around and clapped clapped the, the halo terrace and then clapped our fans. And as he was walking off, uh, you saw it, Joel, I saw it. Looking up at the Bradford director's box and wagging his finger, and I went literally laughing, laughing our heads off behind the goal there. Like this is just quality. Joel taught me through that. I, 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 and there must be film of it, surely. Yeah, there's. I've seen some footage going around Twitter, and some people have made some quite funny edits of. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's quite a lot. There's a fair bit of uh, footage from the Bradford end from earlier in the day of them seeing some <laughs> not particularly nice things about Derek. Uh, and then it's been edited into a little clip with the goals and then Derek waving at the fans at the end, which is quite fun to see. But yeah, I, I remember, I, like I said, pre-match, I did say kind of jokingly, yeah, 3-0 win, Derek Adams cups is here to the, the away fans. I wasn't, didn't, didn't really expect it to happen. But yeah, when he, when he, yeah, it was just great fun to see, you know. And in fairness, actually, I've seen a fair bit of reaction from Bradford fans on social media have actually said, you know what, fair enough. Enough, we yeah. just spent we spent ninety minutes, you know, saying all sorts of him. So when he comes out with a three 0 win and like yes. gives you a little bit of a wave back, like you gotta say fair enough. Because yeah, you know, that's kind of that's how it goes in football. You give it, you know, people, yeah, seeing a bit of abuse, and if you're gonna be seeing a bit of abuse, then you gotta be prepared to take it back, haven't you? And uh, well, that, I mean, he, he, the... start, he started there in the uh, he started there in the June, well, in the July. And they sacked him in the January, so he only had like he was only there like half an hour. So I don't know what he was supposed to do in that time, but there you go. Well, but uh, Brad Bradford hiring a manager, becoming very, very quickly irritated with them and sacking them to sacking them before they've any had any real time to kind of build the club in the way that they wanted to. That that doesn't sound like Bradford. No, yeah, no, we, we no. What what does sound like Bradford is we were in the Premier League, you know, yeah, for two seasons, twenty odd years ago. Get over it. You're now in League Two. You know. <laughs> Um, so uh, talk about the crowd, um, JJ. Um, we haven't got the biggest crowds in the world, but um, obviously we've sold quite a few season tickets this season. The last time we were in League Two, we sold 600 season tickets. We've sold 2,286 so far, uh, wow. and we, which is for us is pretty good because our average crowd, our average crowd the last full season was sort of 2,400. And we're way above that at the moment. So uh, I, I think it's probably the, uh, the the factor that we've, you know, we've hooked people in and, uh, well, we've been in League One and just because we got relegated, they seem to have stuck with us. So you've arrived. Yeah. I, 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 there's two parts to the question. You've arrived at a good time because what we've done is Derek's back to youth, you included. And obviously yeah. Tom Blocks, Adam Mayer, uh, obviously, Mickey Mellon, uh, Eli King, etc., etc., etc. He really has the one person he's brought back from his previous stint with us. who got promoted was Jan Songo, and obviously he had to play on Saturday because obviously Bradford. But <laughs> um, from that point of view, um, you must have got in the dressing room and think, "Good God, I'm one of the older ones." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never really had it uh, had it before. Um, being like one of the older ones. But then again, like there are still some older heads like Faz, Jan, Jordan Slew. Um, and then you have like the middle-aged ones like Jake Taylor, Max Melbourne, etc. Then you have us younger ones like myself. Jake Taylor's middle-aged. He's middle-aged. I'll just say I'm middle-aged. always older, middle, younger. He'll be listening to this. He'll be listening to that. I have bloody kittens. But yeah, but um, but yeah, like um, it's weird not being kind of like the youngest 
I think it's my first first club I've been at where I haven't been the the young like one one or two of the youngest players. So yeah, weird experience. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot to be said for it. And to go back to Jan, and I, I'll give credit to the Bradford fans. Yeah, you, you knew. I mean, obviously, we you know our our terrace was saying, oh yeah, it should be Jan because he's been brilliant today, the man of the match. But we mm. knew when Derek took him off with five minutes to go. Fair play to every single one of the Bradford fans. They applauded him, didn't they? Really? I, yeah, I, I, I didn't actually see it, but Jan, Jan that day, um, yeah, he was brilliant, doing everything, getting forward, getting back, uh, organising the team. He organises the team so well. Um, he's a great player to have in the middle park for, for us. Oh, he's a beast, an absolute beast. Yeah. We were just yeah, to get him back, weren't we, Joel? Yeah, no, delighted. I mean, the Derek Adams and Jan Sago, I mean, what, what <laughs> other combination could you possibly want? Uh, but, yeah, I think... It is interesting to see, like you say, that, that that mix of youth and experience. I mean, in, in that in that attacking quartet, mm. JJ's the oldest, and then behind you've got Eli King. I think he's only must be only 21, 22. Uh, yeah. And then you've got Jan, who's early 30s, just ordering everybody about. And it's I remember actually against Notts County, uh, when he went off with about well, 10, 15 minutes to go. I remember just looking looking at the bench. He, he spent oh, the whole yeah. time stood up, shouting at everybody, telling them where oh, to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can hear him on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, it's good that his voice carries because you want that from a defensive midfielder, don't you? Yeah, hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially like when you look at us boys, especially going forward. I mean, you have got Adam Mayer's born in two thousand and three. Mellon's born in two thousand and three. Blocko's born in two thousand and three. I'm two thousand two. Eli's two thousand and two. I mean, like then to have someone like Jan uh, behind us, kind of almost like coaching us. Uh, on the pitch, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Um, he's a he's a great player to share a pitch with. We had uh, we had we had Stuart Moore on a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he was amazed at the the youth in the dressing room. And uh, I was uh, we we were sort of teasing him, saying, "Do you are you taking goal kicks with Adam May going, Granddad, Granddad, pass it to me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it is it is a uh, it is funny uh the age groups i mean like um there is a actually a mad difference when you think about it i mean there's not many managers in the football league that would take on that many youth players do you know what i mean um and trust them so yeah it's invaluable experience and i know obviously yourself we'll talk about it later but obviously you were uh, one of our marquee signings but obviously uh, but you know, people like Eli King and Tom Bloxham, um, you know, it, it's great experience for them because, as you said, Derek's put their trust in them, and Derek's put his, Derek's put his trust in you with like you can make the step up from. I mean, and we're, obviously we were in the conference for like 20, 20 odd years, uh, mm. twenty seasons, and uh, it, you know, it was it was a great place to be. But that uh, no, wasn't twenty two seasons, was it? No, it's thirteen seasons. Sorry, I'm adding ten years on there. But <laughs> like, from that point of view, it's a tricky league. There are loads and loads of, of decent players, um, mm. and you know, there's 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 teams in there like Chesterfield and uh, you know, and last season Notts County and Wrexham, and mm. you know, um, it's a decent division. From your point of view, was it an easy decision for you to just sort of like, right, okay, yeah, Morecambe are interested, I'm off. Um, it was, uh, for me, it's always been like when the offer come about, it was with how, how much kind of they were sort of uh, in touch with me. Um, it gave me confidence in coming here. I mean, the, the one thing, like obviously being from Swampton, I'm about five hours away from, Away from home, so it was a it was a huge sacrifice, and I had to I had to think about it. But at the end of the day, it's the best thing for me um, to come up here. Like I said, gain uh, valuable experience. Um, so in the end, it was a it was a no brainer, really. Yeah, and was it the fact that the, that Derek sold sold it? Derek and Greg sold it to you and said, "Look, we're team, and you can make progress here." Yeah, exactly that. I mean, um, had a call with them, and it's just a confidence they kind of showed in me and they sold it to me it's something it's a project I want to be involved in do you know what I mean so um yeah looking at where we're going on Saturday we're at Harrogate 
Um, yeah. I've got a couple of RX players uh, who were very, very decent players at League One level, Joel. Mm. Uh, Anthony O'Connor yeah. and uh, Liam Gibson. And it's interesting today that uh, Derek's come out in the Radio Lanks interview and said that we were outbid by... Uh, Harrogate for Liam Gibson, so they could probably offer him more money. So I, I don't blame him for going there. It's a short career, etc., mm. etc. Et but mm. uh, they'll prove a, a difficult task because obviously they're pretty good on their own back, although they've not had the best of starts, John. Yeah, I mean uh, Harrogate. I mean they're not the the biggest heavyweights at this level, but I think you see with some of the signings they make the fact they've been able to keep hold of a player like Luke Armstrong. I know it's bit more up in the air in this particular transfer window but in the kind of couple of years before the fact that we've kept hold of him and you see with some of the signings they've made they're obviously not they've obviously got a, a decent level of backing and I think not just Gibson uh moving there this summer but Anthony O'Connor going there in January you know he's you know he's a very very good player for this level and you know I'm surprised to see them have the start that they have had I think yeah. Myself and a few other people were thinking, you know, they're you know, getting Gibbo in there. And O'Connor's a very good player. Like he falls at left. I just kind of looking at the team from the last few weeks. They've got some really good players, but yeah, it's been a poor start. And I think even in their one win of the season against Doncaster, apparently they didn't play particularly well on Saturday. You know, they, they've not had the hardest start. I'll be honest. You know, Forest Green, Tranmere, Accrington, and you know they've been. I've, I mean, you've, I've looked at, you know, looked at the Accrington game. You know, they're, they're, they're the rather man sent off, but still gone, gone to win the game. And just looking at some of the stats, they've, they've, they've had a load of chances at Accrington. So, yeah, it, it surprised me that that because you know they're they're a club and it's a manager I rate, but it surprised me that they've had not a great start to the season. But hopefully, it is something that we can capitalize on. And uh, have we have we done anything there? Uh... You worked on anything this week to sort of counteract Harrogate? They do, they do like to trend to. Uh, um, they do play a bit of football, but they like to get it forward fairly quickly. Uh, Harrogate, um, and obviously Derek likes to be well. I'll, I'll put it plainly: Derek likes Derek ball, where it's like, yeah, let their centre halves have it. Everybody else will close down, and usually the worst passes of the ball are the centre halves, and that's how it works. Is that how it's been going, JJ, in training? Um, we've uh, we've been um, we've been doing little bits on Harrogate. I mean, we'll do some more tomorrow, uh, day before a game. Look at shape, etc. Um, but we know we know what type of team Harrogate are. Uh, we know how they're going to play. Um, and it'll be one of those games. We just uh, like I said, Harrogate like to play a long ball. So you already know what type of game you're in for. You're in for a battle. Um, so it'll just be about just keeping our composure. I mean, I know Harrogate are down there, but there's no team, no games in this league are easy. Um, that's that's one thing that's for sure. So we just need to be on it like we have been and um, do our best to get the three points. I, I think, um, yeah, I was I was trying to be subtle and say they like to get it forward early, but um, uh, it's the sort of game where Big Faz comes into his own jolly because he eats them he yeah. eats them games for breakfast, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a tough game, obviously coming up against a forward like Luke Armstrong, although you know. It's worth saying that he was left out the first game or two of the season, uh, trying to well, as he was looking to get a move away from Harrogate for whatever reason. That's not that's not happened. I think there have been rumours about Harrogate demanding quite a lot of money for him, and yeah. uh, and 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 other clubs not quite find that an agreeable amount. But yeah, he's a good forward. Is his head going to be in the game? Who knows? But it'll have to be against going up against Faz because he's. Yeah, very dominant in the air, and, and Jacob as well. I know Jacob's a bit more of a slight frame than Faz, but uh, I thought. Well, the job... well, well, come on, come on, get get it out. Uh, what is it? Was well, it the line, line of the gazelle? Line of the gazelle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, uh, I thought Jacob did a fantastic job against Andy Cook uh, yeah. on Saturday. You know, Andy Cook's a big lad as well, and he holds the ball up well. I know he's not had the best start of the season, Andy Cook, but. You know he's a good player at this level. He does hold the ball up well. He's good. He's a good physical centre forward. But Jacob was pushing in in front of him, nipping to the ball ahead of him, and you know we've got a couple of very different kinds of centre backs who complement each other quite well. And they've got different ways of getting the better of their man. So yeah, while you know it's one of the, I'd say Luke Armstrong is probably one of the tougher forwards you're going to face in this division. I think we've got you know, we've got the, the centre backs to be able to deal with somebody like that. And they've, uh, they're doing some, 
Uh, I don't know if you've ever played at Harrogate, but um, it's just on the outskirts on one of the main arterial roads to uh, Knaresborough and York. And uh, it is the tiniest ground. <laughs> Yeah. It, makes, it makes Salford look like the San Siro, doesn't it, Joe? <laughs> uh, and I know I can ask that because obviously you, me and you managed to get there during the season when there was no crowds there because I met you for the first time there, didn't I? And uh, it, is, it is basically, uh, at best, probably glorified Northwest counties. And I don't mean that patronising. I'm just like, it's, there's no room to expand, is there? No, I mean, to be fair, with the COVID regulations ahead at the time as well, uh... It made space even more tight when you were moving around that uh, domain. So me, I mean, I've, I've I used to live in North Leeds, so I've visited a couple of times before COVID kicked in as well. And it is a nice little ground, and they've, they've shot up the divisions pretty quickly. And I mean, obviously, as we all know, that they're, they're making expansions to the ground. That's why we've got a reduced allocation, which is nice. We've, we've sold, sold out, the out which we have sold out, which is good to yeah. see. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a tight little ground. At the end of the day, they've, they've risen through the leads quite quickly, and they're not a particularly historic footballing town. But at the same time, you know they've done well to put together a good, a, a decent side and, and, and continue to compete at this level. So, you know, like JJ said, like you know, we kind of know what they're going to be like. They'll, they'll be a bit more direct. They'll be physical. They'll, they'll often play with quite a lot of energy. So, yeah, it'll be a good game, I reckon. I, I, I'm, I'm actually thinking the opposite. I'm actually thinking, um, if I think back to the promotion season, I think Carlos scored after 45 seconds and then that night Percival got sent off. Uh, I'm, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I remember I, I remember we battered them for about 25 minutes. And yeah. We have been about three up. I think and then couldn't get out of our half. Yeah, yeah and, and then I think we just soaked it up and then that was it. Matt got sent off. And then uh person got sent off, and then those last fifteen minutes, it was a uh, standing of yeah. They bring Mark Beck on and just lumping it up to him. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got the other big lad on as well. I can't remember what it was called Aaron Martin. That's who it was. But uh, it was, yeah. I mean, just actually on the point, a little aside, mentioning about the promotion side, and come and you obviously talking about a lot about how this side's quite young. It is quite fun to contrast uh, how the, the side that Derek put together when we got promoted. It was full of grizzly old. Uh, grizzly old lads, <laughs> and, well, and then... I'm, 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 I'm sure Sully appreciates you calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so he's probably one of the younger ones on that team, but uh, and then now he's put together you know, the, the side we've got at the moment is very much more centered around you, so it's just yeah, quite interesting to see that development. And it's yeah, it's good to see, yeah, it is. And, and like I say, it's not it's not a bad pitch, isn't it? Harrogate? Is it is it Weatherby Road? It's called, isn't it? Yeah. I think, well, I think it's called the Environment Stadium or something. Yeah, but it's Weatherby Road. Yeah, Weatherby Road, I think it is. Yeah, but it's, the pitch the pitch isn't bad. It's just they don't play on it, as you probably know, JJ. So uh, you'll be in, you'll be in for a fun day. But if you can get it down and play, I, I I think we've got enough that we can go there and get something. Hopefully, what do you say? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like um, we know what, like you said, we know how they're going to come. Uh, they're going to come with a lot of physicality, a lot of long balls. It's just if we could deal with them long balls and get the ball down, play our game, um, we'll be all right. We just need to go there with our heads on and see what we come out with. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a like I said. The, the we said a couple of weeks ago that the 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 interesting away game we had at Mansfield was it was a bad time to play them because they've Nigel Clough's built a side over the last sort of three and a half seasons where yeah. he's, he's just he's accrued players that he's wanted and they've mm. fit into a system and now he's got them playing as he wanted. And I, and I think they'll be there and thereabouts. Harrogate may be yeah. a little bit different, but from your point of view, like you said before, all games at this level are difficult. Um, I, I'd, I'd be happy to see us come away with a, um, a fighting 1-0 win. What about you, John? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the scoreline as long as we win, to be honest. Uh, but then, you know, it'd just be nice to maybe. I think mean, it's been. I think from last season, a lot of fans have become wary of our away form. And I think if you look at last season, just you look, look at the calibre of teams we were facing and yeah. going away to places like Hillsborough. I mean, you don't want to be too down on it because other teams of a similar size to ourselves have gone away and got some good results at places. And we've had a couple, but. It is very, very tough when you go into places like that. League two, it's a bit more of an even playing field, probably. So that's not an underestimate, obviously. But hopefully, you know, it will give us the chance to be a bit more positive in our in our approach to the game, and hopefully, we'll be able to get uh, 
we'll get be able to get three points from it. Well, it's a tightly packed ground, but we've we've got an allocation of four hundred, and we've sold it out, JJ. So you'll have some backing. That always helps, doesn't it? Always helps, um, especially away from home. Like, always helps. I mean, like with uh, Mansfield and uh, Rotherham was a decent little turnout as well. But like, um, when you do get that backing away from home, it always gives you that extra that extra push, you know. Well, well, fingers crossed. We'll uh, we'll have a chat next week about the uh, the tight one 0 win or whatever it is that we come away. With. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the form going. Um, so we'll, we'll come to you now. As you suggested earlier, you were um, born and bred in Hampshire, Southampton. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you were picked up uh, Watford under 18s. Was that was that correct? Yeah. Uh, and then obviously your, your career trajectory was you went. You went on loan to Bohemians. That was a, that was quite a move. How did that come about, and how did you find that? Uh, that was um, that was. I must have been about eighteen at the time. Um, so that seems like a thousand years ago, then. <laughs> yeah, it feels feels ages ago now. I think I was about eighteen, nineteen. Um, uh, it, it, it was January, and we Watford first team were having a lot of trouble with COVID and stuff. So. I was regularly with the first team and stuff, and I was supposed to actually make my debut in the cup against Leicester, um, but I ended up getting ill, so uh, that unfortunately didn't happen. But as as I recovered from that, uh, the club had sorted me, and club and my agent had sorted me to go out to Ireland um, to play in the Irish First Division um, for a couple of months. Um, I was only out there for a couple of months, sorry. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um, it, it come about really quickly, to be honest, um, really quickly. So, um, yeah, it was just literally pack your bags and go type thing. Do you know what I mean? So how did you find Ireland? Yeah, it was good. It was it was a great experience. I mean, it was my first time actually living. I lived with a few lads, but living without uh, your parents or your family around or a Dick's family. Do you know what I mean? So um, I lived with a couple of lads. Uh, one other lad had come over from England for Cheltenham, was on loan there. And I stayed with another lad who was Irish. Um, and yeah, it was, um, it was really good. Um, the level was, the level was really good as well. Um, and it was great. It was like my first proper experience of men's sort of football and men's change, proper change of room. Um, and it, it was, it was good for me. And then obviously uh, you, you came back, uh, and then yeah. obviously Eastley kept calling, uh, and Eastley just probably right on your family's doorstep, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's like... 15 minute drive if that from my from my house so it was a weird yeah it was a weird experience going um going home do you know what I mean so from that point of view um it was an easy decision to make because it was like oh yeah I can I can uh, no traveling that's great I can I can walk there <laughs> yeah yeah it was out of um it it ticked a lot of boxes for me the fact they had a small squad and your first loan is always about getting getting the games in. You don't want to go to a team with a big squad. I know there was a couple of teams in League Two who were interested in taking me on, but the squad, the squads were huge and it easily ticked a lot of boxes for me, especially as it was only supposed to be till January. Um yeah. so that first half of the season, it like I said, it just ticked a lot of boxes for me. And I I think it was uh, the right decision. Yeah, you got a lot of game time, didn't you? Yeah, 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 exactly. The the gaffer thankful with had his trust in me. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really good for me. And when, when you were there, were you actually playing further back than a 10 or were you sort of like, you know, just... No, I, yeah, so I played, uh, we played either a 4-3-3 three, three or 4-4-2. Four, four, we played a 4-4-2 four, four, a lot of the time. We were quite a, a counter-attacking team. Um, we liked to sit deep, kind of pitch the ball and uh, attack. And I played in the two, like box, box midfielder. So I played... I played a lot deeper last year. Um, it was a lot harder to get forward and get goals. But um, yeah, it was like I said, it was really good for me. Kind of the position I was playing, it was kind of doing a bit of everything, bit of defending, bit of attacking, getting around the pitch, tackling, trying to chip in with goals here and there. Um, but yeah, it was good. Well, here you are. Uh, you've explained how you ended up at the Shrimps. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's not 15 minutes from home. So are you, are you settled now? Have you got somewhere local and, and what have you? Yeah, I'm fairly local. I'm about 15 minutes from the ground. Um, and I'm staying with uh, one of the lads, Tom Bloxham. Um, he's a good lad. So 
uh, we've got our own little place together and yeah, it's been I'm really enjoying it to be fair at the moment. And uh, Tom seems to have settled all right as well, although um, I think he's still growing, isn't he, at six foot five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a tall lad. Um, well, if he grows anymore, he's going to be a giant, isn't he, if he ain't already. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And he's pretty quick as well. I bet he beats you to a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's quick. He's quick. He's a quick lad. Um, but yeah, he's a good lad. So how are you? I alluded to it in the fact how are you finding it in the frozen north? <laughs> um, it's, to be fair, it's, it's been all right at the moment. It's a bit colder up here, um, but it's not where it's summer. It's not noticeably noticeably cold. I have to wait till the winter. I heard it snows up here a lot, so it don't never really snows in Southampton. Ah, never. well, that's, that's that's strange you should say that because Joel will back me up on this because we're very near the coast and we have the Gulf Stream going past the bay. Snow very rarely falls here. Yeah, it'll really? Fall, it'll get, fall in the Lake District, but it'll, it, it misses out. Literally, oh, it will. It will literally. If it if it's not, and local people listening to this will laugh at this, but if you know it's going to snow, it'll rain twenty minutes before, so it just melts, and that's it. it oh, really? I'm 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 uh, I'm of an age where I can remember particular 2006 oh the snow stuck oh <laughs> 1994 the snow stuck 1980 the snow stuck i can i remember the years where it stuck so yeah you watch you've come up here now we'll probably get three months of bloody you know no. six books snow this probably but yeah yeah like i said they're never really in southampton it like it, don't get me wrong it, like you'll get like sleet and stuff but it never lays no the last time it laid was 2018 and then before that was like 2012 or something like. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't really know. Down, down, down the Manchester, it just rains. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it's funny that, isn't it? It's, it, it's like if you think about it, and I always say this to people. They say, "Oh, we went to Manchester, it rained," and I went, "Now you know why the Industrial Revolution took place in Manchester, because <laughs> because that's that, that. Basically, if you spin cotton, if it's dry, hmm. it snaps. If it's if you if you've got a humid wet atmosphere, it doesn't snap. So that's yeah. why we ended up spinning cotton. That's and that, it. It's, and that, and that, that those are kind of uh, those are the kind of like uh, historical facts that you come to that you come onto the Shrimp Net podcast to listen to. Yeah, and exactly. find about. This hey, is what, hey, this is what well, people like, want to hear. Well like, well, like the BBC, we're here to educate and inform. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is some old getter that I am. Uh, but like I say, surprise, surprise, it does it doesn't it doesn't snow much here, but. You, you never know. Now you've arrived, it probably has. So how are you getting on? I, I, have your family been uh, been to some games yet? Have you been to a home game? Because that's a bloody trip, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair, like, um, my dad comes up a lot. My dad likes to come up a lot. Uh, where my brother isn't playing games, back at home at the moment. He's on his, like, summer. Um, he's uh, He's been coming up to as many as possible uh, to... Just, just to see as many before before my brother starts again. So I think he was at the game of the weekend and he was obviously buzzing to see my first goal. Um, so that, that that was really good. But um, soon he'll have to start watching him on TV or listening to him. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, well, um, he, he, he's been loving it. But soon it's back to reality. Oh, well, you won't, get, you won't get lonely. We'll keep you company. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joel, have you got? Yeah, I'm sure you have got some better questions than I have. Yeah, I guess what one one of the things I I wonder about is obviously you've come into the academy system at Watford at quite a late stage compared to a yeah, lot yeah. of people. And what was that like coming in when you were a bit older and everybody else has been there a few years before you? Yeah, I mean, like um, to be fair, there were a few lads at Watford that come in like only like a uh, well, a couple come in like a year or two, two years before me. Um, I came in when I was uh, 16, so um, it was a it was a weird experience. Obviously, at the start, you're going into what was at the time a Premier League Premier League team, um, and yeah, it was it was it was a really weird experience for me. Um, with all these like, like there were some talented talented lads um, that I got the chance to play with, but um, yeah, it was just about using every day to eventually like develop. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I mean, is there kind of like, because were you playing like a bit of non-league football before that point? Is there kind of different kind of things that you learn in the in the background that you've had that that is a bit different to 
kids who've just been brought through an academy. Yeah, I mean, like, like a lot of the lads that are brought through academies, um, so I mean, they're they're they're, they're comfortable on the ball. Um, they play a lot of sideways football. Like, like they're they're being taught to play sideways, one touch, move it. But um, to be fair, at Watford, there was um, they like they do allow lads to express themselves. Um, you see it, a few of the London clubs. Uh, but like for me, like I learned playing football on the on the street, sort of. Um, and then like I was doing like stuff with academy lads and that. So I kind of had like a, a taste in training for it. But um, yeah, it was a it was good when I went there because I could do a bit of both. Um, and yeah, there, I'd say there is a difference. There is a difference. I think there's less you get less chance to express yourselves in academies, whereas when you come through, let's say you come through like a non-league system, there's more expressions. And to be fair, at Watford, we had a lot of lads come from like sort of that been released at under 14s and played non-league for a couple of years and come back into it. And lads that just went into it, etc. So yeah, it was good. Is it? I mean, it's interesting hearing hearing you say that because, and then also hearing you describe the way that Eastleigh played last season because a lot of that mm. seems to tie in what tie in with what Derek Adams kind of wants from his players and that you've got the more counter-attacking style but also when you've got the ball it's what we've had a few players on before people like Jake Taylor Aaron Wilding years gone by people who've played mm. in those attacking midfield roles under Derek previously and have been and it's it always we get the impression that Derek is somebody who very much encourages you to have that bit of creativity and flair and freedom just to kind of be a bit imaginative in your own right. Is is that something that you've experienced so far under him then? Yeah, 100%. I think he's been really good with not only just me, but like a lot of the lads, especially us younger lads, like helping us develop. He coaches us. Um, we'll be in training doing stuff and he'll come over and say, look, like you should be doing like, you you could do this, X, Y, Z, etc. Um, He's been really good. And it's that like, it allows us to express ourselves, especially when we're in the final third. So he's um yeah he's been really good on that part. Yeah, I guess you know you, you see with a lot of modern day football, some managers will want to kind of almost be a bit more possessive of what the players are doing on the pitch and have some structures yeah. in, in place a bit more. But yeah, it sounds like Derek's more towards the improvising kind of yeah, show a bit of flair. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. Um, there's a bit there's a bit of both. You've also got to have a structure, and I feel he structures us very well, and then just allows us he, he allows us to be creative. He just loves loves us to get shots off, put crosses in the box, just just make it hard for the opposition defence, really. So on that part, it's yeah, really good. And then kind of touching on the non-league stuff a bit as well. Obviously, you you've played that season non-league last season with, with Eastleigh, but or I say non-league, but it's it's national league, and that's not a yeah. million miles away from League Two level, really, especially these days. So how, how have you found the kind of step up? I know a lot of people say that the kind of top end of the National League isn't really that much different to the bottom end of League Two. So I don't want somebody who's now coming, kind of going through that, that transition. How do you have you, you find the step up from uh, National League to League Two? Yeah, like I've, it's just been really good. I found it all right, to be fair. Like, like you said there, like I don't think there's much difference at all um, in, the, in the sort of level, especially with the... The teams up the other end of the table. I mean, like Notts County last year were just probably the best team I faced. Um, even better than the teams we played so far this season. Um, but yeah, like like I said, like the especially the top end of National League, they like a lot of them teams could play in League Two and uh, do all right. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't feel there's there's much of a difference, but still, like the the jumping level's been yeah, it's been, it's been good. Just just need to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, working and yeah it'll be all right yeah and just, and just going back to, to kind of some of the the way that you're encouraged to play in the final third i think one thing i've, I've started to notice over the uh, in the first few games of the season are those kinds of uh those relationships and bonds on the pitch with with play, your teammates around you i think we've seen the first game against walsall uh the link up between I think it was the entire attacking quartet, wasn't it? Pretty much for the uh, yeah. for the for the for the opening goal, and then obviously for your goal at the weekend. You know, you've found that little pocket of space, boxes found you, and then you've done mm. the little one-two with Melon. So, I I starting to feel more and more kind of over the course of pre-season and how the season started that you you're starting to get those link-ups. You're starting to read what what each other's going to do and stuff. 
yeah, I thought that's the biggest thing. Like when you first play together and first train together, and you don't know what each other's movements, etc. Like, I mean, you, you do as, as the season goes on, especially pre-season, you kind of get to learn that. But I feel like we're, especially us lads, kind of more tacking. Uh, we're starting to learn each other's movements, and like the the last goal on the weekend, uh, you could see that it's just we're, we're learning each other, um, and the chemistry has been building. And it still will continue to build. And yeah, it's been really good so far. Oh, yes. Like you say, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you, you know, you're living with Tom Bloxham. So yeah, surely that can only help uh, build up the relationships a bit further. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's always good to live with someone like, especially, especially on the pitch. Like it just, it's little things like that. I really do help you within a game um, to, to do better, to build that chemistry. So it's been really good. Uh, so you're accidentally Nicky's milk. I don't know. Man, <laughs> make it a bit off. Yeah. Do you mind if I turn the light on real quick? Sorry. Yeah, no Sorry. problem. Sorry. Still gone a bit dark. Oh, we have light. Not bad. My, 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 my experience of, uh, of sharing with mates is that uh, there's always there's always one of you that dips out on buying bog roll. So uh, is that is that you? <laughs> or Tom? Um, to be fair, like. Uh, when I first moved in it, I bought loads, so we haven't really need to stock up yet. Well, there you are. <laughs> see, these are the interesting questions that I ask. See, see, my my experience with living with mates was uh, playing kitchen football quite a lot of the time. But oh, uh, yeah. Be, yeah, being people who weren't professional footballers, that would actually result that would end up in resulting quite a few light bulbs and uh, cafetiers <laughs> yeah, and, and glasses yeah. and, and things being broken. But I imagine it's probably it's probably a bit safer when you you know you're actually good at football. <laughs> well like yeah we're, we're top floor so it's a lot of banging I've had um we've had someone come up already <laughs> stop us, like, asking us what, what's going on like do you know what I mean so yeah so my my final question is we're, we're five games in you've scored your first goal so all things have gone well what 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 is happening with all these yellow cards going around you've had two yeah I know um it's mad because I've only found out as well, like five, I think, it's, is it five yellow cards and there's a suspension? Yeah. But then, like, especially, like, the first game, like, the refs are just dishing out yellow cards, like, Confess. like I've never seen. Like, like my, first, my first yellow card, uh, there was a free kick and I was kind of where the free kick incident was and someone's gone to play it back to that incident and it's kind of, like, it's kind of hit me on the leg and he's, obviously, it's gone off in a different direction and the ref, refs put me for it. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then the second one was even worse. The ball was there to be won. I've just swung a leg at it. He's actually studded. He's actually kicked me and studded my foot like that, and he put me for it. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, I couldn't believe it. But um, yeah, it's, it's the the hardest things. Like it's little things like kicking the ball away two or three yards, and it's 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 not much. But when you've been programmed to do that from such a young age, it's hard to just stop because. You, you just you subconsciously just do it. Your your leg just does it. Then your brain's like telling you not to. I mean, I, I actually did it against Bradford and knocked it about two or three yards. And then look round. I thought, ah, oh. and then I I, can't, I ran to get it and then put it back. And the ref, the ref actually looked at me and went like, "Well done." <laughs> do you know what I mean? but, um, that was that was a close one. I was like, like it, it's hard when you when you've been doing it for so long. It's hard to just change your ways. The, the the only thing I'll say is that we and we discussed this on the 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 first podcast we had after the Walsall game was that we haven't got the biggest of squads and uh, the impact will come when we've got a couple of injuries and a couple of suspensions uh, and that is inevitably going to happen because we're just the massive yellow cards. I think the Walsall game, I think it was 10, 10 yellow cards or something like yeah, that. Eleven, weren't that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, and it hasn't, it hasn't actually got any better. And apparently, the uh, the ref we've got against Harrogate has dished out oh. like, like, in five games. He's dished out like loads and five yellow, five pets. Oh, so it's like, oh, God. Harrogate will get a few. Lingus and Nanny can't. They don't mind the yellow cards. They. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think to be fair, it's one of those where like I kind of get why they're doing it, but especially that the, the Walsall game that was ludicrous. I remember like. Oh. Don Love just seemed to be. I mean, it's a completely new that the whole multi ball system. Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe, maybe JJ. Will I yeah, I don't remember seeing it, but I heard about that. 
I, he just he did it looked like he just genuinely wasn't quite sure which ball to use. So they actually ran over and booked him. And it's just like yeah. why? Yeah. There's no need. And it yeah. does seem like they've eased up a little bit since the first weekend. Yeah, I don't they've, know if they they've eased up a little bit. I mean, even in the Charity Shield game with Arsenal City, like they were just dishing it. I think I think they're trying to make an example. I think it will it will calm down a little bit, but especially that first week. Yeah, of games. Like, if you look at all the games, like everyone was getting yellowed for something, and I bet it was something stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and obviously that the Walsall game, they were adding, they added sort of like six minutes on the first half, oh. eleven minutes on in the second half. So it was like crying out loud. Yeah. That's, that's calmed down a bit as well, hasn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, that does need to calm down because, like, over the course of the season, you'll probably end up in minutes. You probably end up playing an extra three or four games, and it's something like small squads like us we don't need. No. I mean, for an extra minute. So, um, hopefully, that calms down a lot more. I think it has calmed down the last few games. I saw we only had one minute added time in the first half, so that's a that's an improvement. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we were we're, there were there were people in the halo terrace against Walsall joking that well, uh, I'm I'm at work on Monday. What time we finish? (laughs) It was it was it was like five past five when he blew the final whistle. It was like yeah, yeah, man. Sports reports already started. You know. You know, you can't read the results out at 10 to 5 anymore, but there you go. Um, right, Joel, um, we've arrived at, uh, well, probably the time to talk about the trust and uh, anything you want to talk about. Yeah, I think just a reminder about the AGM, obviously, coming up on the 7th of September uh, in the local choice suite. That'll be at the club. I think that's starting around 6 to 87 o'clock. <laughs> obviously, keep an eye on Facebook and things to... Uh, to just get that confirmation of that in the in the kind of weeks prior, and uh, yeah, also membership packs. I know a few people have been asking about those. Uh, sorry, my voice is going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they're they're pretty much ready now, uh, and we will be starting starting to distribute them. Obviously, send them out by by mail, uh, and they'll also be available at the Salford home game. We're hoping to have a bit of a stall outside the front of the ground. We're just waiting on getting all that sorted with the club, but I think that should be okay. And they'll also be available at our AGM on the uh, on the seventh of September as well. So uh, yeah, they'll they'll be with people very soon, hopefully. Right. So we will be back next week. I've got a final question for JJ, and it's the traditional one that you always ask at number ten. Do you have a target that you set yourself for scoring goals and assists this season? Yeah, I mean, like I want to try. And no, get you don't have to tell us what that target is, but you have got one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As a, I mean, like going to be playing more forward this year I mean last year I managed to get five from a fairly defensive position um so I want to want to try and get if I'm going to be in the box more uh shooting more I'd like to get more than last year for sure right hopefully yeah. so uh yeah you, you don't have to tell us what it is but I just like it I'd be wondering because do you are you how tall are you I'm just below six two so about six six one yeah, I was going to say because obviously you're not the smallest of of uh, tens. Tend to be a you know well Teddy Sherry yeah. was a ten you know uh, sort of like five foot eleven and good with it. But you've got quite quite good feet for a big man, haven't you? Oh, thank you. Um, I think like uh, I, I've I've always been really small. I, I shot up when I was about sixteen. Um, I was really small and slim. I used to get thrown about, but obviously. Where I used to get thrown about, I had to be good with my feet, and then when I shot up, I kind of developed very well as a player. I just just seemed to take off a bit, so I think that that could be a reason. But yeah, I appreciate that. But if you're just less than sort of six foot one and a half, shall we call it? Um, it yeah. Do you, do you fancy yourself with your head? Yeah, yeah. I scored two headers last season. Um, I scored one in preseason. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind. Don't mind a header. Uh, but I need to get need to get my head on the ball, don't we? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You'd be telling Tom Bloxham to pick you out a bit, then, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You got. You yeah, say. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I they all went for fast, didn't they? Yeah, I bought the <laughs> I bought I bought the load of bog rolls. Get that crossing early. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you, yeah. thank you very well, much, JJ. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, when you when you go back in the dressing room, and I know uh, Stuart Stuart Moore came on a couple of weeks ago, and he he car shares with Faz, and uh, when Faz came on last year, we couldn't shut him up, and he loved it. 
so I hope you'll come on again this season and tell us how you're doing. And uh, yeah, you know, we, can, we can chat about this marvellous goal in the third round of the FA Cup that you'll score, etc., etc. Oh. But when you get yeah. back to the room, tell them, oh, you need to go on that. Them lads are all right. And uh, yeah, uh, okay. hopefully, because obviously it's difficult for us because we get to know people and people listen to this to get to know you. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a catch twenty two for us because obviously we get to know people and then after squad disappear we've got to start all over again. So we'd like you to come on again. Yeah, <laughs> again? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, brilliant. You'll yeah, do good. So this is <laughs> Shrimpnet episode four, uh, podcast number four of the season. Uh, I repeat, we're sixth. Get the oxygen masks. It will. We'll still be there. We'll be higher. Tune in next week to find out.